You're listening to What's Up Social Media, a review of last week's happenings in the social media world with some Trini seasoning. And now, here's your host, Keisha Lewis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. What a week! Facebook hosted a global launch party of parties, watch parties, that is. Snapchat makes way for their storytellers. Facebook looks to bring ads to their stories. Pinterest sits down to tell us some stories about their users, while Twitter provides a playbook to help businesses create their own stories, one tweet or retweet at a time. Plus, this week, I focus on the question of how to make the best of your social media content, and I give you a teaser for next week's episode. So exciting! So, let's begin. But, before we get to all of that, I just wanted to properly introduce myself. My name is Keisha S. Lewis, and I am what you may call a social media enthusiast. Following social media news is my hobby. So, where did this weird hobby come from? I have always been an introvert. And social media became an outlet for me at a time when I felt quite isolated. One of the first platforms I got into was Twitter. Professionally, I am a science educator. So I initially followed other educators from around the world. Edu Twitter tends to be very focused, friendly, and yet a professional space. So I was somewhat protected from the drama that I later learned goes on on Twitter. Social media allowed me to form friendships with people as far away as Sweden and exposed me to perspectives that I otherwise would have never been exposed to. It gave me a wider range of options to choose from as I rediscovered myself and what my values were. Of course, there's a lot more to that story, but that will unfold with time. I also am a lover of podcasts. I have two listening platforms on my phone currently and listen to all kinds of podcasts for hours a day. Out of that emerged a desire to produce my own podcast. Discovering Anchor.fm was pivotal towards me taking the leap. With them, I could produce my own podcast at minimal cost and they would do all the heavy lifting for me. Turning down such an opportunity would have been a shame. And so this podcast, which combined two of my loves, was born. My role in this podcast is to curate the social media news of the week and present a summary in an easy-to-digest format. I consider me being a teacher a major advantage in that respect. So there's no need to worry. You're still going to get quality information and a quality product here at WhatsApp social media. And with that, you have gained a greater insight into your host. Now with that out of the way, now let's begin. This is Season 2, Episode 2, covering news from the 21st to the 27th of July, 2018. 
This week, I'm focusing on maximizing your social media content. Now, what prompted this choice of topic? Well, this week, Gary Vaynerchuk, also known as Gary V, released a slide deck that outlined how he and his team produces 30 plus pieces of content from one piece of long form content, such as a keynote. Uh, this slide deck included a real life case study. Now, of course, I took a look at it, and from what I read, their content strategy centers around three things. One, pillar content. That's your long form content, such as a keynote, a podcast, or video diary. Then there's the micro content which are the video clips, quotes, etc. that's extracted from the pillar content, and audience feedback. Now, based on audience feedback, they would then produce new micro-content and redistribute it. They would focus on whatever the audience reacted best to. Other tips in the slide deck were included, such as optimal length, for video clips in Facebook versus Twitter, for example. You can get the full-length slide deck on SlideShare. Just go into SlideShare and search Gary Vaynerchuk. A link to that slide deck has also been provided in this podcast show notes. So that was what prompted me deciding, you know, let me look a little more into the whole idea of maximizing your content. Because, you know, a lot of times I've experienced it myself where, you know, you have a Facebook page or a profile or Twitter or whatever, and you're stuck with, uh, what do I put up? What do I write? And how do I get engagement? So I looked into some other articles, many of which came from Social Media Today and Medium. One of the articles I came across was a piece on Medium by Anne Aykroyd. She suggested that you should always start by asking yourself, what does my audience want to see? She said, quote, social media is not about advertising your product. It's about personifying your brand establishing your identity, and building relationships. Your audience goes to social media to engage socially. The best content are the ones that evoke emotion. One should try to avoid bland, you know, posts, and those that just share information. You know, make a joke. Tell a story. I also came across some other articles um, from Social Media Today that provided tips on reusing your content. Producing a quality piece of content takes time. So once you have something really well done, you want to make the most of it. So some of the tips provided included changing the voiceover for your video. Another way to maximize your content or to reuse your content is, for example, if you have a webinar, you can take that same slide deck from the webinar and turn it into a short email course. Another way you can reuse content is to collect data from your audience during a webinar. And you would take the data that you collect from your audience and create an infographic for it. So you can say, based on my webinar, based on the audience from my webinar, this is what I discovered about so-and-so topic. 
And one last way you can reuse content, especially if it's a webinar, again, is to post the entire thing. Post the entire video or webinar as a Facebook video. And now with Facebook watch parties that we'll be talking about later, you can now make watching these videos an event with your Facebook group. And that's it for our theme this week. Now let's take a look at major updates this week. So let's look at LinkedIn. LinkedIn has been on a roll. They've been putting out update after update from last week into this week. This time they're providing voice messages in their LinkedIn messaging. And I'll quote from the LinkedIn blog. To give you more ways to have conversations, we've now added the ability to record and send voice messages up to one minute in LinkedIn messaging, unquote. This feature is now available on both iOS and Android, mobile and web. Well, they said it will be available across the globe in the next few weeks, according to social media today. So it might not have gotten to Trinidad as yet. I haven't checked that as yet. The next update this week came from Pinterest. It's a relatively straightforward one. Um, they simply upgraded their mobile app, made it more user-friendly, and they added a night mode to it. What does that mean? Essentially, it changes the look of the app for people that are browsing late in the late night. You know, those people that like to lie in their beds when they should be sleeping, all the Pinterest fanatics that are up late at night. Yeah, there's a night mode for you now that will make it easier on your eyes. And that's it for major updates this week. Now for our major headlines. Facebook launched their watch party globally this week. According to their blog, Facebook Newsroom, quote, Watch party is a new way for people to watch videos on Facebook together in real time. Once a watch party is started, participants can watch videos live or recorded and interact with one another in the same moment. Now, according to Facebook, this is still restricted to just Facebook group members, but they are looking at developing the feature for those outside of groups as well as for Facebook pages. So those extensions are projected for the near future. Now, according to Facebook, feedback from beta groups have been very encouraging. Group leaders have reported using the watch party to host Q&As around particular hobbies, share behind the scenes, uh, share real-time makeup tutorials, have interviews with invited special guests, and so on. Groups that have participated so far have ranged from small groups of less than 10 people to ones that span the globe. Now, with the launch, there was an addition of two new features. One is co-hosting, where the host can, the original host can invite others to join him or her to manage the, the watch party. And crowdsourcing, in which the attendees can suggest additional videos to the host. Of course, it's still up to the host to add those videos to the watch party. And this feature is now available globally. Personally, I am quite excited about this. I plan to make use of this 
as often as I can, as soon as I have a group up and running for whichever one, uh, whether for the podcast or for my online teaching or whatever. Uh, so it's it's something that I think would be really popular and will make a huge impact because I think it ties into it taps into the power of live video. Then that live video put, is one of the most engaging features of Facebook, and now you can take that same feel, that same vibe, and bring it now to a watch party, and try to get that same impact with even recorded video. Now you can do a Facebook watch party with live as well, but now you can also have that same feel with a recorded video. So that's, I, I look forward to seeing what comes of it. Twitter's playbook for agencies. According to a Social Media Today article, quote, Twitter has published a new playbook for agencies, which outlines a range of Twitter ads tips and notes to help improve tweet campaigns, unquote. There are several highlights to this playbook, and I'll just outline some of them for you here. One, brands should expect to pay to play. So don't go in expecting purely exclusive organic growth anymore. And that's understandable. I mean, ads are how these platforms make their money. Two, Twitter's strength is its real-time nature. And I'm quoting from the playbook as quoted by Social Media Today. Quote, people come to Twitter to see what's new and discuss their interests. Therefore, timely campaigns that comment on current trends or events, anything happening now, are a better fit for Twitter than anywhere else. Unquote. So Twitter is a place you have to be on the ball. You have to be, you know, in tune with what's going on right now. And if you can add your piece, add your say to whatever's going on right now, that will bode well for you as a business or a brand. Three, consider use of a clear brand personality that takes creative chances. For example, Wendy's and their quick-witted replies. Again, quoting from the playbook as quoted by Social Media Today, Use Twitter when your campaign has an edge to it. Twitter is the perfect place for that creativity, especially if it has an element of wit or sass. The brands that attract the most engagement on Twitter are often the ones that are willing to take a few risks and prioritize humor, speed, or entertainment value over consistency and caution. Unquote. Now that last part really stands out because more often than not the advice you would get when dealing with social media, especially in a commercial sense, is be consistent, be consistent, put out posts regularly, put them out at the same time, be very careful what you're writing, etc. With Twitter, it's actually opposite. Consistency and caution actually will harm you as a brand. This is the place to be creative. This is the place to take chances. So to me, Twitter is that bleeding edge of social media where you can really take chances and you can really go out there and try new things. Another highlight is um, consider who you're following and who's following you. Well, that's, based, that's one of the, um, that's Twitter 101. 
but they're essentially just confirming that for you. According to the playbook, this helps you with curation of other people's content, otherwise known as OPP, to supplement your own. So they are essentially telling you, look, you can, you know, retweet. Retweets are just important as tweets. Yes, put out a lot of original stuff. Yes, be creative. Yes, be on the ball. But also share stuff. Share stuff that you come across from other people. And of course, depending on who you follow and who's following you, that then gives you a much broader base to tap into, to share and create further interaction and further engagement and further that sense of community on Twitter. Uh, There are several other tips provided, um, such as tips on ad campaigns, what kinds of campaigns work for what kinds of um, goals and strategies, um, tips on optimizing your Twitter presence, and tips on increasing engagement. The link to the playbook itself, which is a downloadable PDF, has been provided in the social media article that I've been referencing. Uh, The link to that article is provided in my show notes. Snapchat Storytellers. This week, Snap Inc. launched a pilot program called Snapchat Storytellers. Now, in this program, Snap Inc. introduces brands to five of the app's most popular creators, such as Sean Duras and Cyrene Q. They'll be available to either star in ads for Stories and Discover or provide creative advice to brands based on their own success on the app. Unlike other platforms with similar features, however, Snap Inc. does not plan to directly benefit from this matchmaking service. And I'll quote the TechCrunch article that talks about this um, launch. Quote, basically, Snap is adding the five creators to its creative partners list alongside ad agencies and creative studios. If advertisers express interest in a creator, Snap will make an introduction, then leave them to work out the deal. Unquote. Pinterest provides profiles of their users. And I quote a Social Media Today article that talked about this. Quote, Pinterest has launched a collection of user profiles which are representative of its audience base. The short summaries outline who these people are, what they're interested in, and why they use the platform. Unquote. Each featured profile includes details such as related demographics and a Pinterest story describing their interactions with the app and the related buyer's journey. Ads are coming to Facebook stories. Now, according to Facebook Newsroom, their official blog, 400 million Instagram accounts use Instagram stories, 450 million people use WhatsApp status, and 150 million use Facebook stories. These numbers are projected to increase given the popularity of this format. The use of ads in Instagram stories has been successful in many cases. Examples provided by Facebook Newsroom include the following. One is Tropicana's summertime promotion campaign which used ads in Instagram stories, and that achieved a 15-point lift in purchase intent among males. Another example was was Overstock, who ran video ads, again, in Instagram stories, and 
gained an 18% higher return on ad spend. In the face of that success with Instagram stories, Facebook is now looking to duplicate that success with their Facebook stories. And I quote the Facebook newsroom blog again, quote, soon you'll be able to run ads in stories on Facebook to extend your reach to customers across multiple platforms. And since the formats are similar, you can easily repurpose creative assets to share in stories across our platforms, maximizing your reach to people who are likely to be interested in your offerings, unquote. So essentially they're betting on the ease of taking the ads that you would have already been creating for Instagram and just bringing it across the Facebook stories because the formats are, sim- are similar. And that's it for our major stories this week. And now for next week's teaser. Wait a minute, Keisha, how can you do a teaser for a podcast that reviews news from the week before? What, you become psychic? No, my dear listener. But I did promise that I will be conducting interviews with Caribbean professionals in this season. Next week, I get to keep that promise. Episode 3 will include clips from an interview I did with Shahad Ali, a communications professional at the Environmental Management Authority in Trinidad and Tobago. We'll be covering a lot of topics in that interview. So in next week's podcast, you will be getting clips of that interview in which we talk about things like the state of content marketing in TNT, why now is the best time to establish a brand as a local YouTuber, uh, why you can thrive on Facebook in TNT even without the use of ads, some of the obstacles that communications and social media marketing managers face in TNT, Trinidad and Tobago, and why, despite the many obstacles, it is still so important to take advantage of social media in the areas of marketing and communication. And so much more. Episode 3, next week Monday, same time. Check us out as we continue reviewing the news of the past week in social media, as well as talking to Shahad Ali. And that's it for our podcast today. Have a great week, everyone, and see you next time. Music was Back to Summer by Nexlo on SoundCloud.